In Acts 11 and verse 26, the Bible says, And when he found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church. Everybody say assembled. Assembled. Themselves Themselves. with the church. Now, I could preach about that for a little bit, but I would be preaching to the choir. Amen. But the choir needs preaching too sometimes too. Amen. They assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. So they were together and they, they, they taught. We know what they taught. They taught what the apostles taught. And, and then it says, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. And it is from this concept of our identity is what I will uh, kind of hang this series of lessons concerning our doctrine and kind of approach it from that perspective. I heard someone say, our brain understands things in comparison. And you find that that's the way the Lord works. In the beginning, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And light necessitated that God had to divide the light from darkness. And so the reason why you have two spectrums, darkness and light, is because God not just created the light, he saw the need that they would be divided. And our, 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 God programmed us this way to see things in comparison. Uh, we, we, we compare light and dark, and it's very stark, but in the same way, we understand righteousness and wickedness. There are things... That because of our doctrine, we know that is a righteous thing to do. And there are things that we know because of our doctrine that that is evil. Righteous and wickedness, they are compared in contrast. And it is our doctrine that causes us to know this is right and this is wrong. In Job chapter 1, specifically verse 1, the Bible introduces us to an individual, a singular man. Job chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says, There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. Everybody say us. Us. And Job. Job. And that man was perfect and upright. And one that feared God and eschewed evil. Now this book of Job will continue on for 42 chapters. But chapter 1 and verse 1, in addition to verse 2 through 5, it, 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 it tells us the, 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 the environment, the, the, the setting, the stage of this man named Job. And everything that follows and flows from that, we must not not separate that from what happens. Uh, Job chapter 1 verse 5, 2 through 5 tells us what belonged to him and what he valued. In verse 5 it says, And Job 
verse 1, chapter 1, verse 5, it says, And it was so when the days of their feasting, speaking of his children, were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. So, so what I want you to understand is what verse 5 tells us. He tells us what Job did. And it was what Job did that produced, was produced what he believed. And what he believed was based on, on, on uh, it was the basis of everything he was. You know, a lot of people say, I believe this, but they don't, their actions do not correspond with what they believe. I'm not talking about things you believe in, like you believe in Santa Claus and George Washington, and you believe in this and that. I'm not talking about these things that we say. We, I'm talking about things that motivate us. My phone, your computer, your cars, they all have code in them. And those codes make it do certain things. There is a, a visual graphic representation of a program. And, and they, they write programs to uh, balance your, your checkbook. They, 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 they program, do programs to pay your bills. Uh, there's programs how to type on them or put numbers in them. And they are the visual representation, but behind the program, there's a code. And the code is the rules that runs that thing that makes it work. And what I'm saying to you is our doctrine, your personal doctrine, is what will be the catalyst, the fuel, the motivation that, will, that is behind everything you do. Everything you say. Now we can say, well, I believe in God, I have faith. But if what, what you do out there, what comes out of your mouth, what you think about in your mind, that's what you really believe. That is who you are. And the Bible says in chapter 1 of Job, the Bible says Job was a man who lived in the land of us. And, he, and the Bible says that he was perfect and upright. That's his, that's his quality. He was a, when it says perfect, it is a, is a man that was a righteous man that, that pursued to do the right thing. That's, that's what that means. And it says that he was upright. He was perfect and upright. And, and how, how, was this, how was this achieved? How was it that he was perfect and upright? He was a man that feared God and he eschewed evil. Now, there's a lot of people today, they fear God, but they don't eschew evil. They, they have faith in God. They have respect to God. You know, if, if the weather's bad, they pray. If they think they're about to die, they pray. If they're having trouble, they pray. But they're, they're fearing God does not, they don't have that second component. They don't, they don't avoid evil. They'll talk like a sailor. They'll think about bad things. They'll do bad things. They treat other people badly. And so they fear God. But they, have, they, have, they fail to understand you need to avoid evil. 
Because righteousness is not just doing good things. Righteousness is not doing bad things. Did I say that right? Righteousness is not just doing good things. Righteousness is doing good things and not doing bad things. It's the, it's, it's the contrast. We, we, the Bible says, He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. But you cannot even know what you're doing is wrong. You don't get credit because you're ignorant. The Bible says that at one time God winked at ignorance, but now commandeth all men to repent. And so Job's identity, he was, a, he was a perfect and upright man. That's who he was. That's what God knew him as. That's what people respected him as. And what produced this perfect, upright man was there was a program in him said, Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Uh, thank you. Uh, God is great. God is good. Let us thank Him for this food. In Jesus' name, amen. Everything He did, He was fearing God. He was respecting God. He was respecting God with His life. And He also had a, a radar. He had a sense, a discernment like, I don't want to be anywhere near anything that is evil. And why he was that way. The Bible doesn't give us his doctrine. But we know that his doctrine caused him to be a man that feared God, eschewed evil. And it demonstrates his doctrine understood the depravity of man. He understood the weakness of flesh. And it motivated him to be an intercessor for others. And sometimes the reason why we may not be intercessors for others is maybe we forget how evil flesh is. You know, we live in a world today, uh, humanism. Is that the right word? There's a lot of humanism. And humanism basically uh, believes that people are basically good. You know, if there wasn't anything bad in the world and it was just people, people would just be uh, picking flowers and uh, blowing bubbles and uh, frolicking through the, 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 the beautiful daisy field. Uh, just people are wonderful. But Job understood that is not the case with humanity. The Scripture the source of our doctrine, the Bible tells us that we are born in sin and shapen in iniquity. Paul says it in the book of Romans that when I want to do good, evil is present. That thing I don't want to do, I do. That Romans chapter 7 that describes the depravity of flesh, that is a reality and it was that understanding. I don't know who taught Job this. I assume he learned it through the, the uh, genealogy from his great-grandfather Adam. Potentially, Job may have known Adam. I believe Adam died just a few decades before the flood happened. And so, that's a deep subject there. But, but it's, it's important for us to understand that, that even before there was a Bible, there, in the, the days removed from the fall, 
Paul, there was a consciousness within those who had these godly influence. Somebody taught Job, hey, you want to be blessed? Fear God and avoid evil. From a little bitty boy, somebody taught him, fear God and avoid evil. And he became a man that feared God and avoided evil. And because he lived his life, he fearing God and avoided evil, people's opinion of him was, that is a perfect and upright man. And, and that, that, that character, I really would believe, was pro produced by what the Bible shows us he was doing all the time. He was interceding for others always. And I'm telling you the thing that will help us be better people, that will help us live by the doctrines we have been taught, is we must reacquaint ourselves with, with following this example. Thus did Job continually to be people of intercessors interceding for the people that we love. Because in the process of praying for others, we are purifying ourselves. I mean, look at the scripture. If you study the story of Job, Job... He was known by God. Devil comes around. God knows what, what the devil's been doing, but he asked him, what you been doing, devil? And the devil said, I've been doing what I do. I've been looking, roaming to and fro, looking who I can devour. And the Lord said, uh, how's Job doing? He's like, I haven't even been to Job's house. I, I, I can't even get to Job. Why could he not get to Job? Because the devil says, you've got a hedge around him. I can't even touch him. And so what, I, what, what, what we are given to know through the scripture that is the source of our doctrine is that if we will be people of prayer and intercession, uh, of fearing God and eschewing evil, it puts a hedge around our lives. It doesn't mean nothing bad will ever happen. It just means any bad that ever happens, God's going to help us through it and God's going to bless us when it's over. Oh, no. I wish, I wish, I know many people have said, I wish the book of Job wasn't there, but the book of Job is a, if you, the more you read it, the more you understand that God was, what happened to Job wasn't even about Job. What happened to Job was about me and you. So that we understand it is very important for us to have good doctrine. Good doctrine will help us be rooted in who God wants us to be. What Job was was built by what Job did. What Job did was a direct product of what Job believed. What you believe is the material that produces what you do that will be the rendering of who you are. And it is the, the, the job or the Job of every one of us that every person that we have influence, that, that we must strive, that we are informing them so that, that they understand and believe the right things. So they know what's, what they need to do. Because if you don't know what you need to do, you're going to do the wrong thing. Our, America has historically been a country informed by the Judeo-Christian ethic. There has been a fundamental foundation uh, in the very beginning. Even those who may not have been uh, as religious as, as others, even Thomas Jefferson who 
cut out major portions of the scripture, he believed in God. They were, those of them that were not Christians, they were deists. They did have a fear of God. And that's the reason why you find within our founding documents there are uh, uh, glimmers and sprinkles and sparkles of biblical revelation that is wrapped up in it. And for decades and, 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 uh, and centuries, our laws have been informed by this Judeo-Christian ethic. Our laws, many of them are are almost copied from, from the, these laws that are in the Scripture. But we are entering an age where our culture and our country are less and less identified and influenced by this Judeo-Christian ethic. And what the Bible tells us is wickedness. Our culture is telling us it is righteousness. <clears throat> and what the Bible tells us that is righteousness, our culture is telling us that it's wickedness. They are calling that which is good evil and that which is evil is good. And if we ever felt a responsibility to do what we could to influence our culture, we must understand that the greatest thing I can do for others isn't just my influence, it is my intercession. Because my intercession can build a hedge not just around me, but it can build an environment where God can deal with someone's heart. But the only way that I will be motivated to live a life that fears God and avoids evil, I have got to allow the programming of the doctrine of the Word of God to motivate me to a place of intercessory prayer that I would extend my, my, my energy and extend my passion and extend my burden that God would have mercy on others who may be blaspheming God. <clears throat> Amen. 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 You know, the book of Job is not about his restoration. Yeah, I love his restoration. Read the back of the book. It's an incredible story. But this, the book of Job is not about his restoration. The book of Job uh, is not about how he endured or how he survived or how he recovered. Uh, it's not even about how greatly blessed he was before or how he was blessed even greater after. I believe the book of Job is caps encapsulated in chapter 1 of verse 1. He was, a, he was a man that feared God and eschewed evil. Amen. We, we must not allow ourselves to get distracted by a lot of other things. Amen. We've got to fear God and eschew evil. I'm not talking about it, church. I'm not talking about when everybody's looking at us, but our programming, when we lay our head down at night, when we are in the, the secret place of our soul, we have got to allow the doctrine of the Word of God to lead us into the path and, and speak to us in our heart that we are fearing, we're fearing, we're believing, we're honoring, we're loving, we're, we're following, we're, we're surrendered to the Lord. And, and we are eschewing evil. The Bible says to even avoid the appearance of evil. Amen. A lot of people want to be blessed. I bet I could go out tomorrow and I could go to the grocery store 
and I could ask a hundred people, do you want to be blessed? And with, with probably few anomalies, everyone would say, oh yes, I want to be blessed and I am blessed. Right? right? A, a lot of people want to be restored. A lot of people want to, 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 to have things come back their way. A lot of people want to come back stronger after a storm. However, if they don't have the right doctrine, the right programming, the right coding in their soul that, that motivates them and moves them in the direction toward righteousness, they will not be blessed. They cannot be restored and they will not get more after the storm. And, and chapter, uh, chapter 20, after the first, uh, God basically uh, told the devil, okay, go, go do your best. God, uh, God, God believed in Job. He knew what was in Job. He knew who Job was. He knew Job's doctrine. And the Bible says he lost everything. He lost everything. And finally, in verse 20 of chapter 1, the Bible says his response was then... Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord take, hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'll tell you why I could do that. There was a, some doctrine inside of Job. Somebody put some good stuff in Job, and that stuff works. If you'll fear God and eschew evil, trouble may come, but the Word works. The doctrine will keep you when the storm has come. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16, Paul wrote to Timothy, take, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Amen. You need to pay attention to the doctrine. You need to pay attention to the doctrine. You need to be sure you got the doctrine and continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Amen. The doctrine matters. And, and in this, this series of, of lessons, we must, we, must, we must not allow these things just to be things that we, we give mental assent to. Yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, I believe in the Bible. Yes, I believe Jesus is coming soon. But if it's just a surface image and it's not the code that is running our life, we are going to be like those on that day when they, 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 they will come and they say, Lord, Lord, we've got the image. We've got the interface. But there was no code behind it. There was no foundation behind it. And they had the show. They had the image. But they didn't have the doctrine that made it work. Acts 19 and verse 15 is a story about the seven sons of Sceva. They, they were, I guess, spiritual people who thought they could do things. And they, they, they came to a demon-possessed man. And they, they, they said, in the name of Jesus, we adjure you. Be gone, Satan. And the Spirit, the Spirit said, Jesus I know. And Paul I know. 
But who are you? It's not enough to know the name of Jesus. We got to get the name of Jesus down into the very, uh, the very basis of who we are, in the DNA of who we are, in in the the very uh, primal wiring of our soul that when we say Jesus it's not about uh, my name my dad is this I'm a son of Sceva but I am I am just like Paul I'm just like Jesus the doctrines of the apostles is what gives us power but it's our relationship with Jesus that makes it real amen it doesn't matter if you can quote the Bible backwards and forwards if you don't got if you don't have a relationship a living breathing Uh, communication with Jesus where he's speaking to you and he's leading you and his word is informing your actions. You'll be just like the seven sons of Sceva. That evil spirit possessed man ripped them naked and sent them running. You know, Peter and Judas heard the same doctrine. But Peter got the doctrine. How do I know Peter got the doctrine? Because when he failed, he repented. Judas didn't get it. He heard the same sermon, saw the same miracles, and walked with the same Jesus. But when he failed, he ended it. You know what's going to help us understand what we need to do in any given circumstance? Is we've got to let that the words of Jesus, the Word of God, sink down deep into our heart. And we have got to take that doctrine and use it as a motivator that causes us to pray. Pray in the ministry of intercession for those we love and maybe even those we don't know yet. And that is who we are. The church is a praying church. The, the, the people of God are praying people. Amen. We, we will never rise further in our, our understanding that will last if we don't keep our prayer life with God up to date. Amen. Who, who are you? Who are you? What's your name? You know, all of us... I've said this before, I'll reference it. I believe potentially we all have a book. We all have a book. Just like Job had a book and Jonah had a book, I believe we potentially all have a book. Amen. There was a man named Scott who lived in Clinton. And what follows after that has more to do with my determination and faithfulness than what God would have to say because God didn't make Job Job. Job took what God gave him what God told him and used his desire to allow God to make him the man he was and that is who we want to be we want to be what the word of God says this is my Bible I am what it says I am I'll do what it says I'll do I'll go where it says, I'll go, this is my Bible, this is my doctrine, and we must strive that our identity, though it may be hated, and it is, though it may be scorned, and it is, though people may misunderstand it, and it is, 
But the, the Word of God is our constitution. The Word of God is our code. The Word of God is our program. And the more we will allow the Word of God to direct us and lead us and motivate us and burden us, the greater sense of purpose and blessing we will experience. Come on, somebody. Let's praise God. Lord Jesus, we love you today. We thank you today for your goodness and your wonderful mercy toward us, O oh God. Lord Jesus, it is certain that we can do nothing without you, but we know that through you and with your help we can do anything. Lord Jesus, I know that you have put us here at this time and place. And Lord, as you cause me to be reminded today that, Lord, I'm in your will, that you've been leading and guiding my life for, for, for 20 years, uh, my whole life, Lord, you've been helping me and leading me, providing for me and protecting me. And Lord God, you reminded me again that, Lord Jesus, you are my keeper. You are my helper. You are my anointing. God, everything I have is because of your grace. And everything that I will have will be because of your mercy. I pray in the name of Jesus. Help me, O oh God, to understand like I've not understood in a long time. Lord, my identity. Lord God, my doctrine. Lord, my motivation. Lord, my burden, my intercession. Because, Lord, I want to be who you want me to be. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to reach some lost soul. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. In close, I want to read something to you. I read from, uh, y'all probably know him. His name is Nicky Shakespeare. I've known him since he was a little older than Brody. <clears throat> the parable of the lost. After being criticized for allowing sinners to be near him, Jesus told three parables. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And all three, the ones who were searching for the lost, rejoiced when they found them. Only the one who wasn't looking for the lost refused to celebrate when the lost was found.